also had you know more of a fun I guess impact on me was uh, and this is where I met Amber actually in college I don't know if too many people know that we're we were we we met in college uh, we both worked at a video store oh, that's which cool. and that's Amber Hunt Amber Hunt yes um, and um, there's just something about working in a video store it's a thing that kids today will never experience they won't even Unless really there's slang in CBD out of our right. family video <laughs> say yeah but mostly, yeah, most of them, unless they're getting CBD, won't even experience walking through a video store. Um, and that was like such a highlight, like going to the movie store, walking the aisles and picking out yeah, a new release like, or an old release. Yeah, it's a feeling that you won't ever feel again, but you can still feel yeah. that feeling of like, it's Friday night, we're at like family video yes. or blockbuster. Will there be a copy of this film? Of available? Dante's Peak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who rented out one of the two copies? Or if you were me, you just like looked forever and couldn't find anything. And then you had to like, whatever your brother found, you're like, oh God, I guess we'll watch. Yeah. I don't even know. Rudy for like the 90th time in a row. Do you guys remember the movie Rudy? Yeah. My brother was obsessed with that film. I was an Irish American. So I loved Rudy, and I, was I, too, did. And I did not like that movie. Um, I asked my brother to teach me how to play football so I could be like Rudy, and he Aww. told me no. Oh, so guess what? I didn't go to Notre Dame, and it's all your fault, Sean. <laughs> you still could have made it on the field, just like Rudy. I know. You just had to maybe clean the clean the rafters. Just had to, just had to like, work on the field and put some know. chalk down, or right? Like or that. was he the cleaner? No, I guess. I, don't I know. feel like he like or... put chalk on the field. <laughs> He, didn't he like polish the helmets at one point or something? Yeah. I don't friggin' know. I remember hearing that the movie Rudy was just like also completely embellished. Oh yeah, Probably, it was one hundred percent. Yeah, but then at the end they like didn't they all say like he was just so annoying and just like pesky, like the real Rudy. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, even the name, it's like God, get, I know. get out of here, Rudy. Rudy. Ugh, it's Ugh. my brother Rudy. Sorry, Sorry to do guys. this to my people, but beat it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, all right great. so that was your seedling and our final segment is the sage stage the, the sage. sage sage yeah so i don't know um i guess to kind of like close the loop on like dealing with my culture and stuff um you know i was a late bloomer to the improv world i found it when i was 21 going on 30 and the only you know I don't want to belabor the point of I think we've all have our benefits from having found you know improv and sketch and things like that in our life but I think the best part that I can say of the impact that it's had on me other than giving me this amazing creative outlet and ability to 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 create and things like that um and of course meeting wonderful people like like both of you is it's really forced me to have to um, lean into uh, the parts of my myself that I was running away from culturally and things like that. I remember working on my first sketch show, uh, Medium Rar, and uh, the director of that show was Quentin Hicks. And, you know, it was one of the early moments where I w sort of was challenged rather than running away from my culture really leaning into it like I remember really avoiding playing any kind of like characters that resembled any kind of foreign type of person or anything like that again just not wanting to draw attention to it and um really was taught to to use it as a benefit the fact that I am it was the first time I felt like the fact that I look different and am different is actually 
a good thing. a good thing yeah not that it isn't in general but it was the first time i had that reali- realization of like hey this is actually a, a kind of yeah an advantage that you have and maybe yeah. now some people in this really white community will see exactly. someone represented that doesn't look like that exactly you know yeah. like it'll be it's weird to see a white person talk in a foreign accent some people still do it and i'm not saying that they never should but i can get away with it yeah. and it also a lot less cringy exactly um so yeah it, i i think probably the best part of of finding improv for me was it's, it's helping me to find myself and not be so um you know so quick to be like i don't i don't want to i don't want to be there the, the, it's forced me to be vulnerable with myself and to be okay that people look at me and say like oh I, you know, now when they look at what I would hope when they look at me and see that I'm different, it's it's uh, an interesting thing and not a hmm, are you going to go are you going to go blow up a building, um, you know, which probably didn't help that one time for Halloween. I dressed up <laughs> as somebody with a bomb attached to myself. But again, Whoa. I could get away with it. <laughs> Other hey. people can't. Um, but yeah, so I, I love that part of, of improv. So that's, you know, just just kind of share where where that's taken me and and made me um really also have regrets like i said of not embracing aspects of it so i think it's made me um want want to spend more time learning about it and not be so uh, quick to to be like don't don't think of me that way um but really probably the more formative aspects of recent years um a couple years ago I had been working for the same company for 11 years and I, if I was being honest with myself, was really kind of uh, miserable, not specifically because of the family of companies, but just in my situation, just not happy for probably three or four years and um, decided one day I was on a road trip. Actually, Maggie was there. Um, We were on our way to... Omaha so it was a very long road (laughs) trip trip. um but I remember the beginning of that road trip started with um so it was was Maggie in the car RJ I love that I just told everybody about how you showed me the world and we're telling a story about we went to Omaha (laughs) (laughs) this was the first we've gone other places we saw a lot on that road trip it was Tom RJ Maggie and myself in a car my Malibu and her Malibu (laughs) and they're all having fun in the car why are you guys going to Omaha we were going to the Omaha Improv Festival. Okay, gotcha. Tom and I were playing there. But we also stopped in Chicago. We, yep, we stopped in Chicago to see James perform, I believe, yeah. with Susan Messing. And it was just kind of on the way. <laughs> I think we kind of went out it of our way. It was a little out of the way, yeah, but doesn't, sort yeah. of. Okay. Yeah, but it broke up the trip. Sure. Yeah. And we're on our way there. And I remember everyone in the car is having a good time. And I remember like looking at my phone, which I had my work email on at the time. And just getting really pissed off at some emails and having to like reply to them and getting really frustrated. And, you know, I was probably like doing that for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And again, there's all the stuff that I don't know what's happening in the car that I'm missing out on. And like, I'm on vacation at this time. And I remember just a really intellectual conversation between me, RJ and Tom. It's probably about cheese puffs or something. Absolutely. Probably was. And, um, I remember just like being done with whatever replies and I remember like putting my phone down and I think I said it aloud uh, that I said like I'm I'm, I'm going to quit my job and I think it was probably just like a thing that I said like without having any real meaning but at the same time I was just like you know uh, at that point 
I was like, now it's starting to impact things that I love. And, you know, for a long time when I wasn't really happy, I was just like, well, this is just what jobs are. You're not supposed to be happy. You know, I'm making a living. I learned so much on the job. They've given me so many opportunities. The grass isn't always greener. I've, I, I, I talked myself out of a change so many times for so many years. And just this was like the moment of, of reckoning for me of just like now I'm on the road, supposed to be having fun, on my way to all these fun things. And what am I doing? I'm pissed off and angry and sending emails. And so we got back from that trip and literally like a week later I put in my two weeks and I didn't have anything lined up. I didn't have another job. I didn't even think about what my next step was going to be, but I just kind of told myself I have to act on this at this time. Yeah, you're like, I'm having a moment of clarity. Let's do something. Yeah, I had put it off. Yes, um, those moment of clarities are very important. To they jump are on. very important. You know, and you know, it was it was it was scary, but it was also one of the best decisions I've ever made. And um, for, you know, I I recognize how fortunate I am. You know, I I don't have you know kids and like you know family to support. Besides me and RJ, exactly. Um, I had, you know, I'm good with spreadsheets as Maggie knows. And so I, I, I felt like comfortable with the savings that I had, but even beyond that, um, I, I don't even know if that would have stopped me if I, if I didn't have that all figured out either in that moment, because I, again, I was just like, I'm tired of not doing what's good for me. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of just like doing what I think I'm supposed to do. I feel like for so much of my life, that's been what I've done, always try to just do things the right way. And it doesn't always work out for you and it's okay. And so, um, you know, put my two weeks in, um, you know, the company tried to kind of convince me um, otherwise. And I was like, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's not you, it's me. And I was being sincere about it, even though I did have issues with, you know, it's a little ego. The, the you know, it was a little them, yes. But at the same time, it was mostly me. It was me saying like, look, I, this isn't doing enough for me. Having this comfortable life and this consistency is obviously still not giving me the benefits and the and the rewards that I'm looking for in life. And um, so I ended up, yeah, putting my two weeks in. And then I remember waking up the first day that I had off and just felt like this this huge weight had been lifted off of my shoulders I quit in the summertime which is the best time to quit your job if you're ever thinking uh -huh. about it <laughs> um so you know I I had the benefit of just like being able to enjoy the wonderful Michigan weather and shortly after that I planned uh a trip to Europe that I had been putting off like for so long because of work and so many other things um that happened to be the trip that Maggie With ended me. up joining me on in Spain I went to France before that with RJ um and then Maggie joined me in Spain and it was just awesome. I did things during that time. I was, I was off work for a total of eight months um, and I did a lot of just recuperating that I was looking to do and I really wanted to like take a step back and rejuvenate and, and really think about what I wanted to do and, and what matters to me because for so long I, I felt like so much of that was defined by out, outside factors and um it was it was one of the best decisions that I ever made and gave me this. And you're like happy during that whole time. Like you felt light and like hopeful and I, I did for the majority of it. I will say that there was a period of time that I did have some self doubts. Like it's really weird. Um, whether I, I've been laid off before, um, 
when I was younger, um, one of my first jobs, I was laid off. Uh, and what's weird about this situation was, you know, I chose to leave my job and chose to quit. And there were moments where I felt like I wasn't like good enough for anything. Like I'll never get another job. Like almost felt like I got fired and had no hope kind of thing. And so also if you're ever looking for a job, don't start in November because nobody hires from November to the end of the year and you will send a lot of um, resumes that will not even be acknowledged. So I think, I think, you know, I went through some roller coaster emotions of like, Oh my God, am I, am I, am I good? Um, and I had to keep reminding myself like, no, you did this. You did it for a reason. Um, and you're a badass. And I'm a badass. Uh, and so once I kind of, you know, talked myself out of those moments, um, I and I knew when I really needed to go back to work that it was the right time and the right moment for me. Just and the same as you knew it was time to quit your job. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, I would never, you know, I, the, any advice I could give to people that are feeling the same way, like there's just... You know, I don't think I would have been able to find a job that I would have appreciated better if I hadn't quit my job because um, I needed that moment of clarity to be like, I don't want those things. I want work-life balance. I don't want to think about my job when I'm not at my job. I don't want to have to be responding to emails when I'm not in the office all the time. I get it once in a while, right? I want a lot of vacation time. I want these things. And I don't know if I knew those things until I had quit and said like, what do I actually care about? You know? Yeah. So everyone quit your job. That's like yeah. so awesome though, because when you said that you woke up and you, on your first day and you felt so light, like I feel like I would wake up like in a panic. It's like, I don't have that thing yeah. like, that I know I need to do. But it's do. also pretty it. cool if you think about it from like another perspective, Noob, that you worked so hard in all of these areas that allowed you at whatever age to take nine months off of work and to explore yourself your interests and your needs and wants to at that point decide that from then on out your work experience is going to be on your terms totally you know so there's a lot of awesome things that led you because of your own personal strengths to where you were yeah and i appreciate that and i mean like like i say i i I, it's not lost on me the privileged scenario that i was in to be able to make that decision and not have that fear of how am i going to make my next rent payment um you know but uh and and in those moments when i had self doubt and lack of confidence of what did I do and am I going to be okay am I ever I I had to remind myself Navera you've worked hard to get to this point to earn this to earn this position that you're in to have the ability to um to make to take a step back to to get healthy you know what I mean like it, it was really a health play too like um again I don't I I don't take care of myself when I when I need to all the time and so for me this was a big step in the direction of like putting myself first above all else in what was really a priority because a lot of times you have to prioritize in your life things like paying your bills and making your payments and taking care of whatever you have if I had a family it would be you know pay, paying for all those things and for me what I was ignoring until that day was you know 
my happiness and my ability to, to, to think clearly and which is two of the most important things you could have. It is, yeah. you know, and uh, I had to make that leap uh, to to finally say like, hey, you, you deserve better, I guess. That's awesome. I feel like a lot of our listeners, myself included, I don't know about you, Maggie, but it's like everyone, like a lot of people go through those things when you're just like working full time, you're going through the motions, you have tiny little moments of clarity of like, I'm not really happy right now and I need to do, but like you don't really have the time to like sit down and make a game plan for stuff. And it's yeah. uh, so cool that you're able to have that clarity and take that time for yourself. And I get like, not everyone has the ability to do that, but like you did, so you acted on it and I have so much respect for that. I That's appreciate so cool. it. Yeah. Without doing that, I, I don't, I don't know if, if like it reinvigorated my love of traveling, I've always wanted to travel and there was, I always had excuses. Like when I graduated college, two of my friends went backpacking for, you know, two months in Europe and I was like, oh, I don't have money and I don't, I, I, I can't, I have to work. And like, I'm like, if there's anything better to be in debt for, it, it, it's, it's, it's that. Life experience. Yeah. Life experiences. It's 100%. And so going on that trip was just a reminder of how big this world is and how little world we live in here. And so the fact that, you know, Maggie and I took that trip and were able to see those things, it kind of lit a fire in me because then we went to Europe again yeah. a year later. And even this past year, I didn't, have any trips that were like that and I felt like oh my god what am I doing with my yeah. life I need to get back on track and go see the world and if I'm gonna have saved money for anything I want it to be for those experiences yeah. um, and you know there's just so much to explore and those are the things that make us happy so yeah traveling is so important and it brings out the the creative side of all of us too. I don't know if I would have had the second wind of of creativity if if doing all those things didn't happen. I probably wouldn't have written Greece, which Maggie and Brendan were in Greece. And That's how we met. That's how this podcast was born. Ever. So you're pretty much the mother of this podcast. Oh. Yeah, you're you birthed us. I do. <laughs> I do feel pretty good that you guys came together because of that show and. Um, like I still to this day just love all the compliments that you guys received for being in that show. And like every single person had a point to make a compliment, not just how much they enjoyed the show, but like how well the show was cast. And I feel like the chemistry that you guys clearly had, like, you know, that developed even off the stage was so like apparent on the stage. And like you guys, yeah. I just love that that's what I love about what we do is that we can like build these. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being you know. in school or something or it's like, we're going to spend a ton of time together. People are going to make friendships. Right. right. It's impossible. Well, I will also say another, I'm just going to compliment Nuvera from here on out. I will also say that, um, yeah, like I love doing improv and comedy and I've been doing that for a while and like I, I feel good at it. But I was terrified my whole life to sing in front of people. And I was and one of the other great qualities you have besides teaching me travel is that um, I don't know what it is about you, but I'm like, OK, that's something I would like to do. And I feel like I could probably do it. Nuvere's involved go <laughs> and I'm like just do it and then I fucking sent you like an audition tape and I've never sang in front of anybody yeah. and I was just like here we go when I wrote the show which again I am so musically inclined no but I'm not I but I do love 
musicals and I've always loved writing parody music and um you know for the record like everything that I do like improv and sketch wise is done with like Maggie and Tom and so this was a very different thing for me because I was like well Maggie and Tom might not be involved in this like because neither of them had ever really expressed even an interest in anything music related because i'm terrified so then when they both like approached me were like so you're writing a show and like they didn't ask us and and i was like what i'm like can you guys sing like are you gonna want to like i I, it was not like anything against them it's just that i didn't know that there was this i had seen like tom sing and obviously maggie and i had done karaoke and which was awful well (laughs) but it's like a whole other thing to be like do you want to be in this thing where you're so when you know when she sent me her video i remember like playing it and like rj was there and we're both like damn like maggie (laughs) can sing and i was like well of course this is like the trifecta of her ability she's an amazing writer amazing performer and now she can sing as well too and then brendan Arjun and I still talk about how you blew us away at your audition and I was like this is my Hades and Ugh. it's still Ugh. one of my favorite scenes to ever watch and it's, it's I'm biased so ever. good <laughs> I'm biased but also because so many other people liked it I can say that I just think it's no like one that of the best cast that cast was bomb that was a lot yeah, of fun it was great like and obviously I'm super duper biased because I was in it and I, I love that show but like even like watching it as if I wasn't I'd be like this is a really fun show everyone yeah. was really good it was quick it was like the scene changes the costume changes everything was so seamless it's like this is like yeah. professional level well because Nuver is professional it's true you're so much fun to work with I would love to work with you again because it's like so organized like when we first started rehearsing like you gave us the schedule and it was like 16 rehearsals and most people have been like holy shit but I was like all right I'm in good hands like we're gonna do a good show yeah Yeah. and I I mean I was definitely worried because not not to say that we don't have hard workers in our community but I do think it's rare that we're ever that we're consistently I shouldn't say ever that we're consistently putting ourselves in a position to give ourselves the best chance at putting up the best show on opening night right and for me well, it was I, like a huge undertaking so it's it, like you yeah, have to you know work really hard when I set out to, to write it I, I I knew there would be a lot involved with writing a musical and having dancing as a component of that but you don't really think about that until you're like oh this these people have to learn lines, they have to learn songs, they have to learn choreography. And we have, thankfully, you know, and I know that like Maggie feels this way about her show coming up. Like I wanted to put myself in a position where the script was going to be done and I would know who the cast was and we would give ourselves that time that basically a week and a half leading into our opening night, you guys ran you were just running the show. So by the time opening night happened, you had run the show like eight or nine times. Mm -hmm. And I think it showed, and I think it was a great run. And I'm still proud. It's one of the things I'm most proud of to this day. And yeah, I'd love to taking the time. We'll take your show to the next level. And then travel. (laughs) And then being fortunate enough to cast people who have the same level of commitment, because it wouldn't have worked if the, if anyone in the cast wasn't, on board with what we had in front of us so i i i just love the fact that i was lucky enough to have any weak links in the no it was so much fun and we all brought like a different aspect of i don't know talent and funny you know it was great yeah there was only one person that didn't like the show (laughs) are you serious 
I'm someone just told you they didn't no, like No, I'm just joking. Sh- I'm talking about the review. Oh, Mr. Right. Bond's like, ew, gross. Someone came up to you like, I didn't like that. <laughs> no. He ate an apple during the first act and then wrote an article about being Bon Bon. So. No, but it was funny. What? Dan Tice came up to me after he saw the show and was like, you know, I really didn't think I was going to like that, but it was great. And I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. But see that, I mean, that's awesome. He's the same thing to, to me too. Yeah. yeah. To take yeah. somebody. Because to, he's like not a musical guy, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. I don't, I, but also I think like going to a musical, it's like this could go right. many, many ways. Well, Matt Penridge pretty much said the same thing. Cause you know, like he's not really into musicals either. And he was like, guys, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. He's like, not that I thought it was going to be like bad. I just didn't think it would be like something like that I really enjoyed. And I really enjoyed that. I mean, holy shit. And so then I, when I watched the video and I was able to see all the things that were happening around me that I couldn't ever pay attention to during rehearsals or the shows, like this is so funny. Like the montage with, Donnie and Jen racing was so funny. I was like, that is hilarious physical humor. And then Maggie during uh, God's School Dropout, I was like, I had no idea that any of that was happening the entire time. Like, there'd be certain parts where I was like, I I thought I was getting left. Like, none of this is funny. Like, what are you? But I was like, oh, it's Maggie behind me just being fucking hilarious. I'm so happy there's a video of it, but. There is, yes, there's this guy's head that's like literally in the middle of the video and it drives me. I'm just like, can you just move your big block head out of the way? Because you're blocking all the beautiful people. Yeah. But at least we have a record of it. I love, love, love. Do you have any niche quiches? Um, is it on this paper that my dog has made? I don't know. Let me see. How comfortable (laughs) does that look? Um, Chuck didn't want you to remember your ideas. Like niche quiche is like what am I into these days? Yeah, sure. Um, so like TV wise, I am really enjoying the McMillions documentary. I still need to watch that, so it's good on HBO. Yes, it's in its. It'll be its fifth uh, episode of a six okay. episode series, and it's crazy. I don't know. So it's, it basically explores the sham that was the McDonald's. Uh, Monopoly, Monopoly game. game and it's crazy. So if you haven't okay, watched, I, it, I wondered why it didn't go, uh, why it went away. Um, so I, I and I don't know the reason for that, but I, I, someone at work told me about the documentary. Well, was like talking about the documentary, I should say, and they're like, you know, do you know why like no one really knew about the scandal? And like, because you would think like the news of the scandal would like, come hey, out. By the way, no one's ever winning. Right. Well, what's crazy is. Apparently, when all the news about it came out, um, was like the week before or something before 9-11. Okay. And so it like got buried because oh. 9-11 was like the news story that took over. And that's why I was able to I go I can't so believe long. that the McMillions did not overpower 9-11. Well, right? But I mean, because you would think like something like that, like cause I, even when I when someone first mentioned, I think Aaron, our friend Aaron mentioned the, the uh, documentary coming out in the first place. And I was like, I didn't even know it was like yeah. a sham or anything. And then this guy at work was like, yeah, the reason why most people don't know it was even a thing was because it kind of came out around 9-11. So it just kind of hmm. fascinating. Was yeah, I want to watch it. I, I need to put that on my to. queue. Um, by the time my episode comes out, you will have had a week to have seen the uh, live action Mulan. So it's not so much what I'm into, but what I'm going to what be you're into. Gonna be into. I'm going to be into um, Mulan. But they're not as well. making it into a musical. I'm okay with that. I really am. Uh, I think it's probably going to be one of the more. Will there be a dragon? No. 
an there Eddie will not Murphy be a Mushu. Um, so Mulan's oh, one of my favorite Mushu. Disney animated movies. Uh, also an underrated film. Very underrated. Um, but I think what I will probably, I'm hoping, will appreciate about this is, I think it's probably going to be the most like culturally appropriate attempt. Well, don't speak too soon. I know. I know. Don't speak we might too have soon. To, to edit this if it comes out and it's <laughs> not okay. To take this but out. Disney, please don't do me wrong with this one. But I'm very excited about mulan coming out um because i just i love the movie and i it, loved and mulan i think there's but gonna why be aren't like they gonna make it a musical <sighs> I, it's a good i get question. it wouldn't like the tone of it would be kind of it doesn't I translate so. the same way that it does for like a cartoon yes. i totally get that i've heard like the song reflections being like the you know it's gonna be the like mu- in the, the, the yeah, instrumental or something? not singing it which is weird because she's still awesome Who? christina yeah christina Maybe she's in. I bet you like Ariana Grande will sing it or something. Uh, Okay, but honestly, Ariana, I love you, girl, but sit down. Yeah. Christina, stand up. (laughs) Christina, please stand up. Christina, please stand up and give us the codes. Um, but so yeah, definitely excited to see Mulan. I'm just imagining like an empty waiting room with Christina and Ariana, and you're like, oh, hey, Ariana, and she's like, yes, we love you, dear, but sit. You can go home. Thank you. Um. I'm loving the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, it's been pretty funny. Uh, I'm a diehard Seinfeld fan, and so uh, Curb is like my ability to to see probably what Seinfeld would have been had they been on like a non-network channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just so fucking funny. Very funny. I don't like. I just feel so so many feelings whenever I watch that show. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait to see how it was. Uh, spite coffee shop turns out <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> the yes. Bathroom. yes there have been some very good episodes i sent uh maggie and tom a, a little snippet of this one episode where they talk about doodles and like they're just fighting about what what's what, a doodle what's a doodle yeah. and it just like cracked me up so yeah. hard um, yeah that actress who plays his friend's wife who is also on broad city she plays lana glazer's mom on broad city oh yeah oh, yes. she She's is so, so funny. fucking yeah. funny i don't know her from curb but i know her from broad oh she's city. so good in curb. she's one of the best characters on curb yes, she <laughs> really is there's so many good characters did you guys um i for my niche quiche this week i just watched the um What's his name? Pete Davidson special. Did you guys How watch was that? I, I, haven't watched I read it. about it that he went like kind of off the rails a little well, bit. Well, okay. I, I first and foremost, I'm going to sit here and be the Pete Davidson advocate. I don't, I think that people need to chill out and leave this guy alone. Um, I feel like everyone is so, so, so mean to him. And like he taught, he mentions that on there. Like he just gets railed in the press and like yeah whatever he does whatever with his life and whatnot but like he's still like young and been through so so much and it's just like so weird to see society be so mean to someone yeah for sure And don't get me wrong i i'm not uh, erasing anything that he's ever done or said or you know whatever like obviously but it's just so wild to see how mean people are to him yeah i, I think mean, people are yeah. used to like when someone messes up a little bit that they're like all right and now you're not going to be in the spotlight yeah. for a bit you're going to go yeah, away yeah, but like yeah. he hasn't really right, gone away right. so i think that's what's making people mad i but he also has publicly stated that he has a mental illness and a health illness. Like, doesn't he have like, um, I'm sure he does if he hasn't specified what not to say that these are like at all negating anything he's ever done, but like there are things in his, um, physical 
like the way he talks, the way he acts, the way everything that are side effects to these two things. And people will attack him for them. Like I was reading someone's interpretation of what they thought it was. And they were like commenting on like his tics and like all these things. And it's just like, don't do that like that makes people then self-conscious who also might have those things to get up there and be in public and to share their story you don't have to agree with these people that's fine but like don't comment on their physical approach to perform yeah because we're all different we live in such a weird time now because every every little thing you do or say especially someone like him is going to be available and out there right like and so I agree there's probably a degree of attack that doesn't need to happen on him. I think some of it he's drawn out by some right, things that 100%. he's done. 100%. But yeah. at the same time, yeah, when why have we lost, like, compassion of, like... Anything. Anything. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, maybe he has pushed the envelope on certain things, but it's clear, too, that he does have these challenges and... and we just don't. I think people are just jealous to see someone succeeding, even though they've got issues. I yeah, I don't know what they're it like. Is. I got issues, and I'm not. So he's not. I want to pull you down. He's not my favorite me. comedian. That's my issue with him. I, sure, sure, he's an asshole here and there, and I feel bad for. I think that's his style. But, yeah, but like my criticism of him is for the art he puts out there, which I think mm. is appropriate to critique. You're not my humor, and so I'm mm-hmm. not gonna go out of my way to, to see your humor. He's right. not my favorite person on Saturday Night Live. So when he's on there, I'm like, okay, cool, you're on here. But other than that, I don't know why I, I feel like I have the right to yeah, comment on his so life. Drag him such to strong hell. reactions yeah. to him. Did you guys yeah. read that? I think it was page six, and they're talking about like how the other cast members don't like him. I thought he... Did he say... Or was that just a rumor? I thought he said no one... It was on a headline, so I don't know if he mm-hmm. actually said this, but what I saw on, like they all think and, and headlines are so misleading, so this is totally probably misinformation that I'm falling for. But I thought one of the articles about his special was that he said that nobody on SNL likes him, but I think they just I like know. what I read was like people get annoyed with like the special treatment that Lauren gives him. Like they're like he got to take a whole week off because like he had a friend's wedding the same day as like a Saturday Night Live's shooting. They're like, and that never happens. Like you yeah. just right. don't get to right, go. Right. You have to be on the show. Yeah. Cause like he, he like he gets to go away and like he like was filming the sequel for Suicide Squad and like he has all these like other things, so I think people get mad by it. He's gonna that. be in Big Lebowski. And he's got a I think like he's got I like a movie that he's starring in. Yeah. He's starring I think in a movie Big that is that being produced doing? by Judd Apatow, I think. Yeah. I, That's the, like about him growing up with a firefighter dad. Yeah, his like dad that. passed away in nine eleven. Yeah. So very yeah. nine eleven. I mean everyone just show. needs to be nice. <laughs> yeah. But um anyway, if you haven't seen it, I think it's interesting to watch. You there recommend are some it? I do. I okay. do. I thought there was a Pete Davidson is on the, uh, I've seen him live. I've seen him live here. And that was when he was like really heavily on drugs and drinking. And Did like, he yell at the audience? Uh, probably. He was like, and that was at the tail end of his tour too. So he was like really angry kind of when he was here. And he said it a lot on stage, how angry he was and burnt out. And he's commented on that since too. But like, yeah. and uh, But I do think that the special was good i thought it was good okay I'll yeah there's whirl. definitely parts of it that I, it's like not my brand of humor and whatnot but i'm not gonna like everything fully and no, i thought it was good not no, everything isn't for everybody yeah 
Take and pick what you like. Yeah. Uh, my niche quiche, I watched this movie called Dina on Hulu, and it was like the cutest film ever. It's like a documentary. It's about this adult woman who's got um, autism, and it was just like her going through her life. She's going to get married, and just like her going through all these things, but there were so many moments where I was just like laughing out loud and clapping. It was just so funny. Like it would just be I've like showing her. Yeah. I found out about it. Cause like someone was talking about her. I think maybe her and another guy are being interviewed on, um, humans of New York. And then, oh, so okay. then I like found out that that movie existed and then it like kept popping up on Hulu. And then I was sick the other day. So I watched it to get me out of my sick funk and it was exactly what I needed. I'm not going to say the spoil, but like towards the end, there's like a weird turn that happens. But overall, it's like this is a very cute, fun, feel good film. Okay. Nice. Well, is that Netflix? It. Hulu. Hulu. You said that. Okay. Yeah. Hulu. Hulu, Netflix. Hulu, Hulu, Hulu. Also, by the time this episode comes out, we'll be towards the tail end of March Madness sports once again. Okay. Um, Bring it around for our sports fans. College basketball, the best tournament, best, I think, best championship tournament of all sports yeah and i think that the lakers are gonna take it yeah, lakers we're gonna find out who the top basketball team is. um what i love about it though for non-sports people is you can totally be involved in it and not know anything about sports so amber like hunt that. um had no idea about college basketball really and she fills out a bracket every single year i remember one of the first years i think she kind of looked at which mascot would beat which mascot and that's how she chose who would win Oh Every year, I, when I do a pool, um, the guy that runs the pool will do one um, where he'll flip a coin, and that's how it decides. And the coin, oftentimes, it, like it gets a lot of points. So everyone should do a bracket. I would love to do a get bracket. Involved. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. This will be my Rudy moment. Will you teach me how to do brackets? <laughs> yes. All right. Take that, Sean. Next thing you know, uh, Maggie's going to start uh, a sports podcast. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be called Sports. Brendan, come on, come along. Come sports with I'm Brendan be and there Maggie. Too. I think that'd be hilarious. Could you me imagine me and you talking, sports? recapping sports should, from the week? Should so I like, start a sports podcast and invite people that don't know anything about sports? Yeah, that would I think be that'd great. be actually hilarious. Okay. Yeah. It'd be kind of like that thing where Jimmy Fallon always has Kristen Wiig on his show dressed up as someone that she doesn't know anything about, and then they do like an interview. I <laughs> love that. You should actually do that, and then they have to watch sports from the genius. previous week, and then you guys we talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. That'd be really good. Oh, maybe I'm going to get into You can be on our network. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you can be Who on knows? our network. We're starting. Uh, well, how do you feel about your episode of vulnerability? I felt very vulnerable. Um, no, I felt great. I appreciate being on here. Um, yeah. It's good to spend time yeah, with I feel you like guys. You shared yeah. some very unique perspectives yes. and some good stories. I'm not usually this open. Think. So, yeah. Well, Thanks for bringing it out on me, guys. And Chuck loves you. I love Chuck. Chuck's right Chuck. next to me. Chuck smells like a chicken nugget right now. Well, He's Chuck was possibly eating. Poop. poop. Okay, listen. Chuck's got little bagels and they're brown and they keep calling them poop. I do not feed my dog poop. No, she doesn't, but it did look like a hard piece of circular. It did. I will give them that. And it looked so gross that Chuck didn't even eat it. (laughs) So Yeah, he got it in his head because numeric kept calling it poop. Do you like poop, Chuck? Self-conscious now. Chuck needs a bear. Nothing like a good podcast without ending on some talking about poop. And on that note, on that we're gonna go take a poop. Talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.